Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. Good evening. These are the midweeks we love. There's uh, four games in the Premiership tonight. Aberdeen Livingston, Dundee against St. Johnson, St. Mirren Ross County and Davy Proven. Barry Ferguson, Hibs against Rangers. 11 days after uh, Rangers' defeat at Hamden. Is it a grudge match, Barry? Yeah, well, uh, I think Rangers will, will want to put one over on Hibs because Hibs done that to, to Rangers in the, the semi-final, no doubt about it. That's two games now, Gio's had in charge and two very good victories and he'll be wanting a third tonight. But Easter Road's always a difficult place to go. Um, I see Martin Boyle's back from suspension. He was the guy who caused Rangers major problems, but... Rangers in a good place as I said it's only two games but look I think they're going there confident and hopefully get the three points David great game to watch tonight Hibs yeah. against Rangers well I think all the more because there is a bit of needle Paul there, there, has, there is a bit yeah. of history between the, the, the two sides and I think that adds to I think it adds to the interest in the game um, Hibs didn't just beat Rangers in the semi-final they, they battered them almost so, you know, Rangers have got a score to settle there tonight and that'll be well worth the watch. I'll tell you, if somebody did go 3-0 down after half an hour, they wouldn't be saying the game's over, would they, Barry? <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I don't think um, you'll see Conor Golson say that again. Um, listen, it surprised a lot of people, no doubt about it. Um, what he said that, uh, after the game was very surprising. Um, but listen, it's an, an opportunity for Rangers to put things right. As I said, that was a, that was a tough watch. Uh, Hibs wanted it more in the day but as I said Giov- Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has come in he's tweaked um, the side slightly in terms of tactical changes he's went more a 4-2-3-1 the wide players playing right on the on the touchline which I think has made a difference so it'll be interesting to watch tonight but Rangers are going into the game high in confidence no doubt about it Big win last night Davy, for Motherwell 1-0 against Dundee United atrocious conditions but that, that's a big win and Tony Watt ninth goal so far in the well, season Well I mean he must be knocking on the door now of, of Steve Clark's squad I mean you could argue that Steve Clark's in terms of strikers he's as well off as, as a Scotland manager has been for some time but you can't keep ignoring Tony Watt you know if, if he keeps doing it and at the moment he's, he's I mean he had a dry spell there he started the season well dried up he's bang on for him now and he's timing it well ahead of last season already Barry we're only December the 1st yeah listen I, I always think Tony Watts had the ability no doubt about it I just think for me he's had too many clubs but I think he's found a club that suits Tony Watt he looks settled and his performances for Motherwell um, since he's went there have, um, have been top class last night I thought his goal with him they all scores that they'll be they'll be talking about it for days and days a great finish and to me he looks really fit as well Um Real good form and I agree with Davy. I said that the last Scotland squad I was surprised that maybe didn't get a, a call up because of Lyndon Dykes um, been out um, but listen if he keeps his form up you never know. Tonight we'll hear from GVB Giovanni Van Bronckhurst and from Ange Postacoglu he was speaking to the media today and to Go Radio ahead of the game tomorrow night Celtic against Hearts where the season started for Celtic with that defeat at Tynecastle. Good news for Celtic is Rogic and Beaton 
back and available and huge improvement on beat on his best season in a long time, Davey, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big admirer. You'll know that. Um, he, he would never be out of my Celtic side. Uh, he would he would have one of the holding roles. I know James McCarthy's back and trying to prove his fitness. But uh, Near Bitten uh, would be the first name in my, or one of the first names on my Celtic team sheet if I was picking the team. No time for, no time frame yet for Christopher Julian. That's gone on and on. And it's a worry. He is back training, Barry, as we know, but um, they're going to have to add at the defence, aren't they, in January? Yeah, well, question. he's been out for 10 and 11 months, Paul. You, you, you can't rush um, a player back for being out for that length of time. Um, Unusual, though, Barry, that he's out for this length of time. I, yeah. I, that's what it might be. It's normally nine months, isn't it? Around nine months. Yeah, he must have had a setback, David. We, right. we, we don't know. Um, I've had a, a similar injury and it was seven or eight months that, that I got back and that's that's normally the, the time frame. Um, obviously, there, there might have been some issues, but... They just need to take their time. Um, I don't think Celtic fans uh, can rely on Julian be back anytime soon. We're not going to mention Aloha against Celtic because, Barry, you're not having it, are you? It's uh, January the 23rd, probably, um, and we were bantering in here about it. Some people saying, oh, tickets for the game or whatever. You're not having it. Yeah, but, but listen, it's a brilliant tie, no doubt yeah. about it. Great for um, the club, great for the fans, great, uh, great for Aloha um, as, a, as a town. But... It's the 23rd of January. Um, the week leading up to it, I'm sure I'll speak many a times about it and I'll, I'll let the players do it, but I want them just to focus on the league because um, we've been a bit up and down. Um, but listen, as I said, it's, it'll bring a bit of money in. Listen, Celtic are coming to town. They've got some fantastic players um, and we'll look forward to it and hopefully we get a full house. There's a chance it could be on TV as well. So it's a great platform for the players I think it will be Davey with your media experience your Barry Ferguson's Aloha yeah, up against uh, Celtic it's isn't a great it? story yeah. isn't it I'm sure it'll be covered um, can you, you know, sort it actually because you're, you're big at Sky yeah, and Premier Sports yeah. influence Paul but you know I think it's there's a good chance I think that night that the temperature in their way dressing room when Celtic arrive will be about 120 degrees <laughs> the pitch won't be watered no. <laughs> they'll not have a dress room they'll need to get changed in the bus <laughs> so the warmest of welcomes for uh, Celtic that's what you've got to do haven't you I suppose you, you've, you've got to try yeah, and you've got to use all the, the, the tricks in the book there's no doubt about it I'm sure we'll come up with some because um, listen people look at it it's a free hit for us yeah. Celtic are clear clear favourites we're just with the players they've got but listen it's a brilliant opportunity for our players to go and put their wits against um, the, the Celtic boys Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, Paul Cooney. We're going to take some of your calls ahead of the game. If you're going to the game, give us a call. And if you were there last night, Motherwell fans, and that was an important win for you to bounce back uh, after last weekend against Dundee United. The, the conditions in Lanark show atrocious last night. People forget. They think, oh, it's easy for players and stuff. You know, it's a champagne lifestyle. What about that last night, Barry? Yeah, well, we trained in it. Um, we were training last <laughs> night um, I know Allah was about 30 minutes 40 minutes away from uh, Lanarkshire but it was um, well, we got absolute drenched last night I watched the highlights but listen it was um, there's some decent play um, a lot of people are going on about Muddle difficult result of the weekend but that's him only a point behind Dun United mm -hmm. now and a lot of people are talking about how well Dun United have started the season so that was an important three points for Muddle last night 
Davy Rangers 33 points Celtic 29 mm. Hearts 27 Dundee United 25 and as Barry said Motherwell 24 Hibs a wee bit behind her on 18 but they've got the three games in hand mm-hmm. It's uh, and I did tell you I did tell you last midweek that Hibs would lose against Ross County didn't I? You did after oh. beating Rangers so we, we we tweeted about it afterwards you got it absolutely right when you were on I heard you with uh, Barry that's what and they Rob do. Yep. That's what, what is it about? I, no. I really don't know you know that's why they don't challenge for the title you know they can do it you know, they can raise their game when it suits them, but they can't do it week in, week out. Um, but, you know, they'll be up for it tonight. Rangers coming out to Edinburgh tonight. Hibs will be well up for it. We spoke to Judy Murray a few moments ago just before the programme. She's on the way to the game, dropping a name. There she's there with her, her, her dad and Jamie. And, of course, uh, the family did play for Hibs. I think her grandfather played. So she's on the way to the match. She's tuned in to the Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. That'd be quite a taxi. It'd be a limo. Judy will be in, isn't it, Barry? I would imagine. I'm sure it there. will be. Jamie, enjoy the match tonight. Not too much, says Barry, though, because, but she reckons 2 1 to Hibs. But uh, we'll get your predictions later in the programme. December, this is us into that uh, great month. Uh, Rangers, eight games this month, Celtic, nine games. It's going to be absolutely crucial, isn't it, Barry? How big this month? It is, but if you ask any footballer, I know. Uh, the way I thought about it if you had a lot of games in a month I'm sure Davey's the same as a footballer you just want to play games I would rather play three games a week than play Saturday to Saturday or, or Sunday to Saturday and, and train during the week because um, it'll just be play 90 minutes rest, recover play again um, and these guys are, are, are top professionals I don't think it'll harm them in any way playing eight um, Rangers playing eight games as you mentioned there and Celtic playing nine they're set up for that Davey, would you always rather play? Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. And, you know, they've got the sports science, they've got the dietitians, mm. they've got all the medical backup. I, I, I don't get it. My first season at Celtic, Paul, um, which was 78, 79, before Barry was born, probably. And we, we the weather was so bad in 79, the winter of 79, our first game that year was on March the 3rd. <laughs> we didn't get a game in January and February because the weather was so bad. Mm. And we played some, like... We were playing every three days. We were playing three games a week for the last the last month. And, you know, we, we ended up, we won the title. We beat Rangers in the last mm. uh, game of the season. Old Firm decided at Celtic Park. And we were flying. We weren't tired at all. Mm. And I do agree. I think if you tell players they're tired, they tend to believe they're tired. Mm. I, I, I don't get it at all. Yeah. Barry, too much chat about, oh, players are tired. Yeah. Yeah, that's... David just mentioned a word there the sports science behind mm-hmm. football nowadays they've got numerous masseurs they've got sports science guys the recovery shakes they get the way they're looked after they're fed and watered um, 24-7 so there, um, there should be no excuses with the amount of games they've got this month Here's Ange Postacoglu speaking about this month and that busy fixture schedule Look you, you do your planning and um, you know obviously once we knew we were in the cup final we knew that there'd be another game game sort of jammed in there. And um, so we, we plan, um, but after the planning and everything sort of, you know, set out, it's really about being dynamic, being alert and, and treating it every day as, as, as it comes because you can sort of try and pre-plan things where, you know, in terms of squad rotation, who potentially needs a rest and so forth. But, you know, you get injuries, you get loss of form, you get things you need to change. So what we're trying to do is, and what I've always done, is just go on a day-by-day basis, see who who, who looks good, who feels right for the next game. Ange Postacoglu there, and Barry, that one extra fixture for Celtic is the one that Rangers feel they should have had as well, would be the cup final. 
Yeah, I know. I would rather have that extra fixture. Yeah. It's a chance to get the first trophy um, through the door. Um, no doubt about it. But it's good there. But Postacoglu, he's not using any excuses. He's saying that he'll take it day by day. And um, listen, both Rangers and Celtic have got big enough squads to cope with the amount of games they've got. If there is suspensions or injuries, that's why you carry a squad of 24, 25 guys. David? I, I, I think I think he's one injury in particular away from disaster, Barry, and that's if Kyogo gets injured. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's got proper cover. Yeah. Um, I, I think the jury's still out in Jamakis. The jury's made the decision on uh, Ayeti. Um, good news for, for Postacoglu that Japan are not going to use their overseas players in January, so Kyogo will not be travelling. That's great news for Celtic. But they've got to keep this guy fit. Mm-hmm. They've got to keep him fit. Um, and they have to get cover in the window. If the Celtic board don't dig into their pockets and get a proper striker in there, they're not doing their job. How could they be in this, in this position, Davey? How could it be in the 1st of December and they've got one recognised Well, it was striker? a shambles in the summer. The, the, this is a legacy mm. of the, the shambles that we saw in the summer where Postacoglu came in really late, didn't have time to, to recruit properly. This is the first chance he's had. And... It's all very well the Celtic board sitting at the AGM saying we're going to do all we, we can to help the manager. Time to get the finger out and prove it now and, and get a, a proper centre forward in there right now. Uh, you, you, well, listen, you leave them out, Celtic ain't the same team. Yeah. No doubt about it. But then you're hoping that you're in control of a game, you're two or three nil up, 70 minutes to go and then you can bring them off. Um, but listen, we've said it plenty of times on this show, Kyogo needs to start for Celtic and certainly through the middle. People, say, somebody's on uh, the social saying, why didn't they go for Kevin Nisbet, for example? Yeah. What's this thing about not, you know, Rangers or Celtic could have gone for Lyndon Dykes 18 months ago. They didn't. What was it, a million pounds to QPR, a million and a half. Why not someone like Kevin Nisbet rather than going for a Giacomacus or, you know, a Yeti we know was five million? I, I said last uh, summer on this programme, Paul, I would go and get Nisbet. Now, I know his form's yeah. shaded. He looks back to his best now. Mm-hmm. He looks a proper player again. Um, and it, what, what would you have to pay? Maximum maybe three million to hips. I mean, that, that's a no-brainer. At his age, you're going to get your money back. And he's back, isn't he, Barry? Yeah, confidence. Yeah. I thought the semi-final. I know everybody was speaking about Boyle, yeah. and rightly mm. so because he scored the hat trick. But Nisbet looked back to his his best, no doubt about it. He scored the goal at the weekend against St. Johnson. Um, and there's no doubt, Kevin Nisbet um, has got a lot of ability. I just like your story with Kevin Nisbet, how he's come through the lower leagues getting let go by Partick Thistle and go down to League One and yep. coming through the leagues again and had a fantastic season last year scoring I think 18 goals listen he di- it dipped but I think that was through some personal problems as well Paul um, no doubt about it but look he looks back on fire again he's back I see some of the headlines today 10 million for CCV Cameron Carter Vickers everyone's got uh, that kind of um, a Angers AP and uh, GVB what do you think 10 million or is this the, the hand of uh, Daniel Levy just bumping up the price of the guy that's on loan it, it probably is the hand of Daniel Levy but you, you know that's, that seems to be the going rate down in England and he, he, the English clubs will know of him you know it's an insult to our game you know some of the money that, that they offer for Scottish players because they're not sure whether they can hack it down there um, Virgil van Dijk has certainly proved them all wrong didn't he when Jana proved them wrong uh, and one or two others have done it, and uh, I mean I don't know if I, I just I mean I said at the I said at the weekend I don't see Celtic paying six point five for Jota, and you don't think want, they'll pay? No, I think they'll be under major pressure from mm. the supporters, Barry. But yep. um, 
I, I think you need a cattle prod to to get the Celtic board to write the check out. And you, can you imagine what I they would can look, sell I, him I on would for? Look on yeah. you know, as an investment, yeah. Because obviously, listen, he's come in and mm. he plays in the same position um, as David played wide. And I look at a lot of wide players and it's consistency with wide players at times. Two good games, one bad game. But I think Jota's consistency levels have been right up there. He's added goals to his game. I think if you go and pay six and a half million quid, I think if he continues that sort of form, you're looking at doubling that at least. Yeah. And the, the money's there. Time. We know the money's there, Paul. Mm. You know, the, 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 the figures add up at Celtic. Not sure they add up at Rangers, despite Stuart Robertson's uh, assurances that everything's fine at the moment. Uh, financially, Ibrox. Celtic certainly have the money to to splash out in this window. And, you know, as Barry says, all the time, there's 40 million quid up on the line here. You know, it's time to Massive. speculate, yeah. to accumulate. Have a go. Because I, I don't think Rangers are in any great shakes. I think Rangers are in decline at the moment. They, they might prove me wrong. They might strengthen in January. But at the moment, Rangers are on the, Rangers are on the slide. And I, I think Celtic, if they spend properly in the window, they, they could be right back in this title race. Barry? Rangers, do they need to sell in January? No, I, I think they'll. I think they'll look at the bigger picture, and they'll they'll keep the best players. I don't think they'll sell. I've said it, and I'll, I'll maintain that. I don't think they'll sell. I think they'll go and they'll try and win the league with a squad. Whether they'll go and strengthen the summer, you might have a few squad players that might go out, and that might free up a bit of wages. Mm. Um, but you've seen with AGM, they made it clear that they're in no need to sell um, any of their prized assets. They're quite bullish, aren't they? Oh, uh, what did you make of the AGM, Barry, as a, a former Rangers great captain and player? I, I just yeah. think that's what the Rangers fans wanted to hear. Yeah. That if an offer comes in, I think if an offer comes in and it meets the valuations of, say, like a Ryan Kent or a yeah. Morelos, yep, I think they'll go and do business. But they've made it clear that it's got to be in their terms. For somebody like Joe Rebo, Brentford, well, that's Crystal Palace, Watford. Yeah. That's a worry mm. I said. I think he's, I think he's top class. I think he's been Rangers' best player this year. I think when you play him centrally, the new position that Gio's found for him, the number 10 behind Morelos, it frees him up. Um, he can score goals, he's got power, pace. Um, I, I, I just think he's got everything a midfielder needs. Davy, Joe Rebo? Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand the, the, the interest in him. I, I think the Rangers' dressing room needs two or three new faces. I think it needs a transfusion of new faces and more quality and Steven Gerrard said as much before he left you know Steven Gerrard was was good on numbers he had loads a big big squad yeah. but not enough game changers I, I think Rangers if, if they want to if they want to improve they have to go and get one or two proper players better quality than, than they have at the moment whether they can do that whether they've got enough headroom financially I, I, I don't know um, I mean the results 23 and a half million uh, of a loss um, that can't go on can it see Dave King had a wee swipe at uh, Graham Park uh, the chairman yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on there obviously a bit there's in, a bit yeah. of a ding dong from South Africa to South Lanarkshire Dave King yeah. and, and the parks yeah, yeah. I've I, I seen that I don't know what's I don't know what's going on there that's not one that the punters are not much <laughs> there for for uh, you know the general public yeah. in that one but it's obviously it's a kind of signal behind the scenes isn't it from one of the yeah, the, the, the former chairman John, John yeah. Bennett John Bennett didn't yes. miss either um, yep. highlighting the, you know, the, the difference in the interest rate. The loan. Yep. 6% is the going rate now. I think Dave King was charging 8 We're going to take some calls next. 
The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show. It's midweek, Wednesday night, full card tonight. Apart from, well, tomorrow night it's going to be Celtic against Hearts. So we've got St Mirren up against Ross County, Dundee, St Johnson, Aberdeen against Livy, and how Aberdeen need uh, to start picking up points again. And then Hebs against Rangers. Last night, Scotland's women, well, it was always going to be tough against Spain. And then an 8 0 defeat, Barry, over in Seville. No surprise. Spain, the best team in the world. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, I, I watched the highlights when I seen the, the result come through and I came in for training on, on Sky News, I, I was a bit taken aback. Um, listen, the tactics, I think, maybe got it all wrong because you're coming up against a, a tough team. Sometimes you've got to shut up shop, but listen, Spain ran over the top of Scotland. Davey, it was just... Uh, That's, listen, just... Steve Clark get a result of that, he'd be under pressure, wouldn't he not? Yeah. No, seriously, I mean, yep. if we want to treat the women's game equally, we've, we've got to put it under as much scrutiny. And listen, he's obviously got it badly wrong. 8 0. And that's the first mm. defeat. Well, when you said that, Barry, the tactics were wrong there up against uh, the, 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 including the uh, the World Player of the Year that we talked about yesterday who got the Ballon d'Or. I mean, they are a fantastic team. Yeah, but they're, st- yep. they're still in the playoff spot. Yeah, they are, because yep. they were undefeated until yep. then. Yeah, 1 1 the other night, wasn't it? The game slip up by uh, somebody who joined us. She's been terrific, big Jen Beatty, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, just scored, slipped. Just, yeah. Last minute or two. Yeah, yeah. And Scotland got back yep. just at the end. Mm-hmm. Right, we keep you right up today here on the Go Radio Football Show and some great games down south as well. I see Eddie, Eddie Howe last night and no win for him. It was uh, another draw. But let's go on the lines. Uh, let's speak to Gordon, uh, a Rangers fan on the line. Good evening, Gordon. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you? Aye, not too bad, mate. I was just laughing there um, saying about the... The Scotland's woman boss would come under a bit of scrutiny. I, yeah. I, I was wondering how, what kind of trouble he would have thought that Latvia a woman's boss would have been in last night. And <laughs> it was, yeah, 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 indeed. Can you imagine the Latvian uh, program tonight? Uh, anyway, Gordon. More importantly for you, um, what about tonight? Rangers at Easter uh, Road. I'm quite looking forward to it. I mean, obviously, I was there. Um, Last Sunday I was there at Hamden. Um, wasn't it great? I don't get me wrong. I, I, I'd say that to a couple of mm. folk. Um, I was at the game um, in in hospitality, so I had, I had a uh-huh. few drinks and I, had, I didn't I, I didn't I didn't really catch much of the game. To be fair, I wasn't really bothered. I was more interested in getting back up to the bar just to forget about it. But I, I rewatched it since, and to be fair, we didn't play that badly. We, we did have a few chances and I think it was a lack of desire and I think we, uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst coming in, obviously Barry will know him well um, with him coming in he seems to have rejuvenated the squad obviously you get that new manager bounce now and again, I don't know if maybe that could be part of it, but it just seems to be we've come out a lot more direct than we seem to be doing what we weren't doing under Gerard this season. I've been on a few times, Barry will remember my says we've come out the box starting so slowly we're constantly conceding the first goal and it just seems the past couple of games um, I know against Livingston especially we came out the traps and we seem to be having a go at goal a bit more I think one of the most frustrating things for the start of the season under Gerard was nobody was really having a shot up until I think the Motherwell 6-1 game when Kamara and Sakala had a couple of shots outside the box we barely had a shot outside the box all season and it just shows when we can go more direct and we can split defences. We're a really, really dangerous team. It just depends how we are on the defence because obviously 
Hibs are quite prominent attacks. I think as long as they're quite sound at the back and take up chances, we should we should do all right tonight. I'm quite confident we'll get the win. Gordon, you know what you said there? Lack of desire 10, 11 uh, days ago. A cup semi-final, a chance for a cup. You haven't won a major cup in, what, 10 years? How can there be a lack that, of desire? I'd, that, that's what I'm saying there, but there wouldn't have been a lack of desire for MDLs, but it just seems that way. Connor Goldson's on yeah. that. It just seems so deflated. I don't know if it was just way the result. It just seemed... We were 3-0 down before we kind of knew it. It was just it was a kind of shock to the system. I don't know if it was a kind of a kind of freak thing. And obviously, as I said, I was sitting there watching it and I was a bit shell-shocked by the time, yeah. uh, the, by the time they got the third penalty. I couldn't believe it. I was sitting with my mate and I was actually sitting in front of the Hibs players that were um, injured or yeah. out suspended mm-hmm. for the game. I was sitting right in front of them. And uh, it was actually Jamie Murphy It was behind me And mm. they were, they were kind of shell-shocked themselves I don't think they expected to be in that position And for what Connor Goldson says At half-time at 3-1 done They thought the game was over And that's never been uh, you, you can ask Barry yourself sitting beside you I can guarantee you There's never been a dressing room He's been in Whether it be Rangers, Blackburn, Birmingham There's never been a time You've went in at 3-1 down Especially mm. against a team That you should be better than and you turn around and say that the game is over. I just that—that's where my comment of lack of desire comes from. It just yeah, sure. No, you, they should put you in for the halftime team talk. I think that might have got them going again. Yeah, the, listen, I, I, I agree with Gordon. But the, the last two games, Gordon, I thought even Sparta—they come out the traps very quickly and put them under pressure. And the same with the game at the weekend. That's been the difference. Listen, he, he's tweaked things slightly. Um, the formation, where I think he's, as I mentioned earlier on in the show, he's playing the two wide boys. Pretty much on the on the touchline, but like you can see the difference he's made in a short period of time. I think as the games go on and grow, you'll start to see them get better and better. But listen, it's certainly been a difference for, from eleven de- uh, eleven days ago against Hibs. There's no doubt about it. There's a more there's more bite about them. They look if they've got their hunger back. We are obviously they were disappointed maybe with the manager leaving, but you can't use that as an excuse. You're in a semi final with a, a national tournament, um, but certainly the last two games, Gordon. I've seen a big difference in them. Davy, have you, you've, I think everyone's seen a difference. Uh, yeah, I just wonder what, what, yeah. what it will do. I mean, previously Rangers got their width from the two fullbacks. They played exactly the same way that Liverpool do, um, where the two fullbacks play almost as natural wingers. If, if Kent is going to play wider, are you going to get as much off Barisic? Uh, they're they're more backup, Davy. Normally, you're right. Tavernier and Barisic gave Rangers um, the width. Now, Gio's made a slight change. That makes the, the, the sorry the defence more solid. We keep the two fullbacks yeah. behind yeah. the wide players. It's no stopping them from maybe overlapping every now and then. If it's on, yeah, if it's yeah. on, they'll do it. But with Hadji and and Kent, they're keeping their width, and obviously Arebo playing in front of um, the two centers mm. in midfield. That's the, the slight changes. And Morelos actually playing as a number nine mm. further up the pitch, whereas before he liked to drop into. Mm into midfield too deep at times for me so that's the slight changes he's made and if you're looking at he's not had a lot of time on the training ground no. you've got to give Gio a bit, a bit of time and I think over time once he gets a bit of time as I said on the training ground he gets his his um, ideas through to them I think you'll see a different Rangers team As I said before it's quite a big squad a big squad with a lot of uh, different qualities and strengths you know the back line middle the midfielders also with, with our strikers you know because I, I know you know to be dynamic in system and changing in system it's very important now in modern football and I think we also have the 
you know, the place to do so. So uh, in, in, in that uh, objective, I'm very happy with the, the balance in the squad. You know, we, we will prepare every game differently. You know, different opponents need different strategies, different uh, players as well. So I'm just happy with the depth in squad uh, this team has. Gordon, you wanted to ask something else? No, it was just um, the boys had actually just picked up it there. I was thinking we, um, what I was going to say was with Ryan Kent, obviously had your, whoever plays it in the, the other side, um, whoever it may be, whether it rotates it or no. But with them, obviously, uh, they say it's a kind of Dutch thing. They like the wingers to be wingers, and uh, your strikers to be strikers. And he made that comment. He made a passing comment about watching Morelos and Gerrard and how he did keep dropping deep and was pulling him out of position, and he wasn't getting into the dangerous positions. And I think even seeing that against Sparta, he stayed up the pitch and he got his two goals. Even mm-hmm. how high up he was in the pitch to get that to, to steal that interception for the, the kind of daft ball that uh, defender uh, played across and they intercepted it and got the header in but I'd, folk were saying obviously it kind of maybe takes the kind of danger the overlapping for Tavernier and Barisic out but then at the weekend Tavernier get two, two assists again fair enough one was for a set piece but I think it just showed I think with him going more direct it might not be a bad thing even if Tavernier's gone kind of more direct for further back because a lot of things were then before uh, Gio came in, we weren't going as direct and we were taking it down the wings and they were getting overlapped by Barisic and Tavernier and we were crossing the ball into no man's land. I don't know how many crosses we've played in this season with absolutely no end product and everybody's been crying out for us to go a wee bit more direct through the middle of the pitch and the amount of times we've split through Livingston, even a few times against Sparta Prague and I think that will be the difference tonight against Hibs, hopefully. Um, mm. Obviously, it depends on how our defence behaves. They can be a bit mm. um, up and down, but I think if we go more direct and give Hibs a bit of a fright, I'm sure we'll break them down because um, they've not been that great. Where are they six? They were eighth before they, they managed to put call their two goals back at the weekend. Yep. They're in great shape, and I know it's a bit, uh, sure. a bit cheeky me saying that after losing last week, but still. They're allowed. Barry? Yeah, I think we're we keeping Tavernier and, and Barisic more behind the, the two wide ones. It makes you more solid and compact. The way that they've played, as David mentioned and I mentioned, they were really high up the pitch, so it left you pretty wide open. It just left you two centre halves and a and a holding midfielder, or maybe two holding midfielders. Where that's where I think Hibs um, caused Rangers a lot of problems. So that's the slight changes. They're still allowed to go forward, but first and foremost, they're defenders. The wide players are the ones that will go and do a a bit of magic and then isolating Ryan Kent and Hadji is important as well it gives him a bit of space in terms of coming in the pitch where there's a lot of a lot of traffic where it's difficult to go and do your do your stuff so that's the slight changes he's made and to be quite honest with you I think Rangers actually look better Scoreline tonight then what do you reckon Gordon? Okay. I've said to Robin Barry before I think yourself as well every yep. time I make a prediction we can beat someone in a prediction I'll just say I hope Rangers win that's it I hope they win <laughs> December 1 that's your prediction who's the best goalkeeper you've ever seen yesterday we, we went on St Andrews Day we went on Andrews and Andre Konchelskis Andy Robertson many others yeah so the best number one I'm going to ask everyone I'll ask Davy Proven Barry Ferguson what about you, Gordon? I've seen yeah. Rangers are just uh, in my time. And I think anywhere in the world. I, I, well, being at Ibrox when, uh, and even away from when uh, I seen Buffon and goals for Parma, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really get much better than that. Barry's smiling. You remember him? Yeah, what they played against yeah. them. Parma, as Gordon yeah. just mentioned, they played against them. The atmosphere that night was just unbelievable. Yep, and um, also international level, yeah. um, Italy. 
he was he was phenomenal. But the best one I've played with, for me, night and day, Alan McGregor. Aye, definitely McGregor. I'll go with McGregor. I'll change my answer to McGregor. I can't go back on him. <laughs> I was going to ask you who your favourite Rangers one is. Davey, the best yeah. goalkeeper, would you say? It wouldn't even be Packy Bonner. I mean, Packy yeah. was there for most of, of my yeah. Celtic career. And, of course, distinguished himself at Italia 90 with... Mm. Uh, from Tim Timofti. Timofti. Yeah. Yep. Um, 1990. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it would, it would be Packy. And the best keeper that you've seen over the years then, David, because you've covered... I think Peter Shilton. Yeah. Um, yeah, Peter Shilton. We, we played against Southampton in New York in a pre-season friendly. Um, wow. So yeah. it would be Peter Shilton, yeah. Big Shilton's great career at uh, England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just amazing goalkeeper for mm. Brian Clough. I mean, I think without Shilton... Particularly the second European Cup final at Notts Forest won when they yeah. played Hamburg in, in Madrid and Hamburg battered Forest that day. But Shilton kept them out and John Robertson nicked a goal and Forest won it again. Another great Scott there, John Robertson. Barry, who's the best keeper you've played up against then? Buffon. Over the years. Oh, Buffon yes. is right. He's the number one, right? Huh? Yeah, yeah, he, he wow. is the best yeah. I've, I've come up against and the mm. best I've obviously played with would be um, Alan McGregor. I played with some fantastic goalkeepers, if mm. I'm being honest with you. Stefan Claus, Joe Hart, who's at Celtic, Ben Foster, Brad Friedel. Mm. Some real yeah. top keepers. Um, but Alan McGregor. That is a list. That is some list it? you've just yeah. reeled off there. Yeah. Yeah. All top, top keeper. Yep, I know. But Alan McGregor, I was saying to Davey um, in, the, in the office there, I seen Alan McGregor coming through as a 15-year-old yeah. when he played three years above his level. And I, I seen the potential in him there. And I liked the way he'd done it. He was obviously struggling to get into the first team with Stefan Kloss being there. He went away to Dunfermline and St. Johnson and uh, learned his trade and come back to become Rangers number one. So um, it's good to see young young players go and do that and go out and play and get the experience. And that's that's what Alan McGregor done. Especially at 15, 16 for a keeper. You know, we always talk about keepers. Look at, you know, Scotland, 36, 38 years old. But to be 15 and have that talent yep. and that determination to make it. Yep, I've seen him when he came in. I mean, he, he, I mean, I wasn't big at 17, 18. I was only about five foot eight. But he came in, he was really skinny and thin. Yep. And we were playing at Newlands Field, Pollock uh -huh. Juniors. Yep. And um, he was, he was just fantastic. And I thought to myself, who's this young kid? And even at that age when he was playing three years above his level, he was screaming and shouting at the players. Mm. And I thought I, to myself, this boy's got something. I think particularly for goalkeepers, they've got to play. And if you think, you know, Casper Schmeichel uh, mm. came up here, Falkirk. Tim that's Crow right, that's right. is yeah. another one who came up and learned a trade in Scotland before making it, you know, big in England. Um, and Alan McGregor's a great example. I want, you know, someone who's had, uh, who's been brave enough to, to go out and loan, out his comfort zone and, you know, start at the very bottom. Great. Thanks for the call, Gordon. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show, Wednesday night, Paul Cooney with Davy Proven, Barry Ferguson. Loads of your calls coming in because we've got uh, a great lineup tonight. Aberdeen, Livy, Dundee St. Johnson, St. Mirren, Ross County and Hibs against Rangers. This time tomorrow night, we'll be talking about what's going to happen. We'll look at the league table and we'll talk about all these games in a moment. And also we'll be previewing Celtic against Hearts. Ange Postacoglu, 
talking about uh, well the team that beat them right at the start of the season. Look, yeah, they're they're a good team. They've been uh, they've been consistent. Um, they've got an outstanding goalkeeper who's uh, who's been in great form this year. They're yeah, you know, they're well structured. They work hard as a team. Um, they've got some speed up front. So you know they're they're obviously um, you know as the table will show and the results will show they've they've been one of the more consistent sides in the league. And um, you know they they have. Um, they have their strengths like all all other teams, but we prepare the same way as we would against any other opponent, you know, and, and for us, it's still about the football we play. You know, we, we want to be the team that, that goes out there and dominates the game and creates opportunities. Crazy game football, isn't it? You say, oh, they've got a great goalkeeper. Do you, Bracket. Do you want to say it? Yeah. having a wee saying, why did you let Craig Gordon go? Because, um, listen, he is a, a top-class goalkeeper, no doubt about it. Um, and as I said at the time, it, it baffled me why... Celtic allowed um, Craig Gordon mm. to go because you've you seen last year they struggled in that department and they have struggled until Joe Hart came in. I'm looking at the weekend, I saw the highlights and you know he was saving hearts and then yeah. they go ahead and win again, David. That is one of the craziest decisions of recent years, I yeah. would suggest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if it was Peter Law that made the decision, that's up there with the John McGinn mistake, wasn't it? That, you know, mistakes yeah. that Celtic mm. have made in the transfer market that have that have proved costly. Um and you know, every every time we see Craig Gordon pulling off another magnificent save, the, the mind goes back to this, the summer. And I don't think it would have taken an awful lot of money to, to have kept him. No, it wouldn't. Tonight, the 239th derby in Liverpool, a ground you've both played at. It's at Goodison. And uh, Rafa Benitez, I was just seeing that. The highlights, it showed you some of the great games. You'd see them on Sky all the time. And it said one of the best cup finals was Istanbul and Liverpool's comeback against AC Milan. And you see the manager, Rafa Benitez. Now, as we all know, he's a toughy man, but um, Barry, they're not loving him just now. They're in a really bad run at Everton. Yep. It's going to be some game tonight. Yep, they get booed off um, at Brentford at the, at the weekend. Um, and I think I was watching Sky yesterday and... I think the money that they've spent since the new owner comes in, much? like half a billion, something like that, oh, wow. five hundred million pounds. So, Mr. Mashiri. Yeah. Yep. So he's under, um, he is under pressure. Uh, there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, but look, they're coming up against, um, for me, one of the best teams to watch, Liverpool. When they're at it, they're a brilliant watch. Any hope for Everton tonight? I, I don't see it, Paul. I, I really don't. Um, I think Everton tend to you're talking about the emotion Everton you know the crowd demand that they go forward all the time and that will suit Liverpool um, Liverpool I think just about back to their, their very best at the moment and even without Firmino uh, the boy Jota playing that false nine and it's almost as if the position has been designed for him I, I just, there's just so much variation about Liverpool they get you from every angle and Everton without Calvert-Lewin um, no, I, I think it's going to be a long night for them. And we were speaking last night about Andrews and great Andys. We talked about Andy Robertson and John Hartson threw it out there, as you saw in the, the socials. You'd hear the programme. He said he's probably the best left back in the world, Andy Robertson. And I don't think many people agreed, uh, disagreed, although quite a few people went for Kieran Tierney as well. So I, I can see why. Yeah. Um, listen, Andy Robertson, when he, when he plays for Liverpool, is exceptional, no doubt about it. But Kieran Tierney as well. What what an exceptional player he has. Um, he is sorry. I know he plays the left side of a three for Scotland. Um, but listen, we're, we're lucky to have two top class left backs. I'm going to go on the lines. Uh, Sean is coming on from Garthamlock, big Rangers fan. Um, let's uh, hear his manager, 
Giovanni speaking about Hibs tonight. Uh, well, well, of course we uh, we look back to the game. You know, the game played and lost. Uh, you know, it will be a difficult game uh, on Wednesday because you know it's not the, the same uh, the same way of playing. You know, I have a different style and a different play than the team used on that day. Still, you can see the the threats the Hibs got with with their with their system with the players they have and. Uh, Wednesday is a new chance for us to uh, to get the three points. Sean was in therapy after that result uh, 10, 11 days ago. Sean, how are you feeling now? Yeah, I'm feeling a lot better now. Good, because Barry worries about you. We all do here. I worries about myself a couple of weeks ago. So what about tonight? What are you thinking? Hopefully the dog didn't get you there. We heard the dog <laughs> in the background. Um, he's gone at that. We just lost you. We'll, we'll come back to you. Um, yeah, different game tonight. Um, we'll come back to it because I do want to speak yeah, more di- about it. Yeah. Different game, different manager, uh, slightly different tactics. Yep. Um, there, there's no doubt about it. And that's the reason why, obviously, Sean and, and the Rangers fans now are, I've got a bit more confidence going into this game. I'm going to move on to another game because Sean will come back on. We just lost him there. What about Aberdeen? What is happening there um, under Stephen Glass, Dave Cormack? We all know what happened last year, changing of the guards. They rallied a wee bit a few weeks ago, but let, look at the table. As you know, it's Aberdeen on 15 points after uh, 15 games, a point a game. Davey, it's just not its not good enough, is it? No, I don't, I don't see any signs of it coming together either. You know, given the money that they spent in the summer, for Aberdeen, that was a lot of money. Um, obviously, I think because... Um, Stephen Glass was Dave Cormack's boy mm. I don't think Derek McInnes would ever have been given that kind of budget and you know given the investment that he's been allowed to make they should be doing much better It'd be very interesting to see what they do in January whether Dave Cormack decides I'm not going to throw any more money at this or whether he goes again to try and justify the appointment of Stephen Glass um, there's a lot of good players there Are you surprised mm. the position they're in? Yeah I am because I think individually there's a lot of good mm. There are a lot yep. of good footballers here, Barry, and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure why it's not working. Mm-hmm. Let's go back on Sean's back on. Sean, what are you thinking for tonight? Um, sorry about that, guys. Okay. I think Nacho the dog uh, cut the line off. Sorry, Sarah. Yellow card for Nacho the dog. Right, yeah, what, Sh- yeah, yeah, that would give him a red card. No, I'll give him a yellow. Sean, what, right, what about you? What do you want to say about tonight? Well, see, tonight, um, Rob, I would either, I've got two predictions. I've got Rangers to win 2 0 or Rangers to win 2 1. I think I've got good again tonight. Yep. Davy? I'm you- sure they will give Rangers a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, you know, our Rangers had a good result at, uh, against Livingston, but this this is different. Mm. And there'll be a bit of needle in this one tonight. Rangers will have a. Want to settle the score of uh, how disappointing they were at Hamden, but um, Hibs will be well up for this. And, you know, we've already mentioned this, but right back on forum. Uh, Rangers will need to work their, their socks off to get anything tonight. Barry, the last couple of games, they haven't been going behind, which has never happened last season or very rarely, but it was happening too often this year. Yeah, that, that was one of the things that um, was Rangers' yeah. problem, going behind and then you're having to chase the game. Um, they're starting. The last two games under Gio, they've certainly started the, the game a lot brighter, no doubt about it, and got themselves in front. Look, it's, it's always a tricky place going to Easter Road, and, and, and to be fair, Jack Ross has got good players there, and you've seen how good they can be um, when Rangers played them at Hamden, mm-hmm. and there's no doubt in my mind, Gio will be 
looking at that and thinking to yourself if we ain't on it tonight then we're going to land ourselves in trouble um, so they need to get out of the right mindset and I think Rangers will I, I, I think it'll be tight but I think mm. Rangers will scrape it tonight Did you like playing in Leith? Yeah I, I, yeah. I always like going through Edinburgh mm. no doubt you always get a bit of um, a bit of pelters for the, for the stands um, The East West thing as well Yeah yep, Get a, a fair bit of that mm. but both Tynecastle and Easter Road I, I used to enjoy going um, through I don't know if you remember Easter Road at the the slope. Did you play in the slope? Yeah, I played in the slope. Yeah. <laughs> You're older than I thought you were. <laughs> that must have been a nightmare, you know, a, a, a December day like this, yeah. but uh, well, get on with it. Sean, uh, what about Morelis, your striker? Is he back in the good books with you now that he's well, back playing in the box? Fingers crossed, Paul yeah. is back in good books, but I've seen, I seen uh, people have been posting on Facebook. Obviously, Barry's no posted, Barry's no commented, but there's been a lot of people on Facebook basically saying, uh, Barry Ferguson promised Alloa's got to beat Hearts. I'm not with you on that one. Yeah, I, I don't do you know about that. No, Alloa are playing Celtic, but that's in January. Aye, that that yeah. Alloa playing Celtic. Sorry, that's what I was meaning. Ah, right. So, well, so a lot of people yeah. are saying on social media, mm-hmm. Alloa's got to beat Hearts because obviously Barry's um, like Rangers guy. So is that the team talk done then? You think that'll make the difference yeah. on the day? Hey, it'll be a great game come January, but as the manager of Alloa, you've got nothing to say about the game just now, or have you? No. Oh, listen, no. it's, it's yeah. seven weeks away. Um, I'll have plenty to say with the, uh, with the build-up, mm. the week um, leading up to the game. Um, there'll be a few tricks up our sleeve, <laughs> no doubt about it. Sean, Celtic Hearts tomorrow night, what do you think? Do you know what, Paul? Uh-huh. I'm going to go 2-1 Hearts. Right, so you're going for hearts. Davy's smiling yeah. at that point. Uh, you're back in Nacho's good books, then, aren't you? With that, Davy, we'll get your prediction later about that. But you never know. Yeah, one of them it could go either way, couldn't it? Yeah. Celtic obviously hurting about that. John Suter. Yeah. Okay, Sean. Listen, thanks for calling. We're heading for the news yeah, in a moment or two. Thanks for calling. Go. Cheers. Yeah. Thank, th- thanks, Sean. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Barry Ferguson, Davy Proven, and more of your calls next. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow, to test drive your new taxi. Let's go. So not long to go now to Hibs against Rangers. It'll be pretty much a full house tonight in the rain. Not sure if it's raining in the capital, but it'll be red hot for Hibs against Rangers. Giovanni Van Bronckhurst has been some time since he played there. Now he's in the dugout. Yeah, I think we don't have any uh, other injuries for, for tomorrow. I think everyone came out of the game really good. You know, of course, tired, but nothing important to uh, for me that uh, there are, aren't players available for for Wednesday, so hopefully uh, Kamal Roof on the training pitch today, so we will assess him tomorrow and maybe he can be part of the squad on Wednesday. Barry, Kamal Roof, could he... He's not going to start tonight, is he? No, but it's good news that Roof's back. I I, I like Kamal Roof. Um, I think he can bring a lot to the the Rangers team. Um, He's been injured the last couple of weeks. I'm sure Gio will be desperate to get him back. I I don't see him starting, but it'd be good to see him in the the 18 because I think he's an important player. David, you saw a lot of him in England. What do you make of him in Scotland with Rangers? I, I, I just don't know how how Roof works with Rangers' new shape. If he's wanting to play with more words from the front three, um, mm. Roof for me is more of a not if if not a, a main striker, a second striker mm-hmm. that would maybe play just off a striker. Or I, I don't see Roof, you know, playing as a as a wide player. 
where that had you can on that side. Yep. No, um, I, I, I agree with you. I don't think he's a natural wide player. I think he needs to either play through the middle himself or just behind a, a main striker, obviously, where Aribo's been playing. He's been playing behind um, Morelos. So that might be a change. Once he gets back fit, he might drop Aribo back in one to play in a deep, deeper line role and put uh, Roof in front of that. But listen, it's great to have that sort of option. Options. Sakala has an option for him as well, who scored at the weekend. Well, I think he can he can do both. Played also uh, some games as a striker. You know, he plays on the left. I can use him on the right. He's one of the players who is very versatile. Has also the qualities to be dangerous in you know whichever position he is. As as a coach, you know, I, I love to uh, have players like that who can play in, in different positions. Davy, fashion Sakala. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I was talking about Neil Bitten uh, earlier this week about how he gives Postacoglu options. He can play at the back, can play in midfield. Sakala's the same. He can play wide, he can play through the middle. Now, I'll tell you what, I did not realise how good he was in the air until I saw his header at the weekend. You can blame the goalkeeper, but what a leap it was. What a height he got up to, you know, pin the boy hole and get the header away. Terrific leap. Yeah, it was. He, he got um, some height off the ground, yeah. no, no doubt about it. And it is, it's great that he's he's not only got, you get quite a lot of players that have got one position mm. and that's the only position they'll play. He can play anywhere across the front three. He can play on the left side and the right side. He can play through the middle. Um, I, I think he's, again, he's, he's been a bit of a slow burner, but you can see there's a there's a player in Sakala. No great doubt attitude. About it. He's got a yeah. brilliant attitude, but he's got pace to burn, mm-hmm. which is a big attribute to have in the modern day game. And it keeps a, a bit of pressure on Morelos, who looks to be enjoying the setup and the change in formation. Slight change under uh, GVB. Yeah, well, but as a number nine, you want him further yeah. up the pitch. Mm. Sometimes he was dropping too deep, and um, once the ball got wide, there was nobody going in. Uh, there was nobody in the box. Uh, and you've seen with the Sparta game, two goals. I know the second one, I don't know what the defender's doing, trying to play a ball across the, the box. But listen, he's reacted really well. He's got two goals. He had a decent performance in, in Sunday. Um, and as I said, when Mor- uh, Morelos is at it, he's Rangers' best striker. There's no doubt about that. And um, Rangers are a better team when he's at it. Aberdeen Livy, we spoke about briefly, but for Livy as well, on 13 points, two points behind Aberdeen, it's been just over a year since David Martindale took over. Mm-hmm. Davy, what are your thoughts for them tonight going up to Petaudry? You would never rule Livingston out. Mm. Um, you never, a bit like Motherwell, you never know what you're going to get from them. They hung in there against Rangers, got got themselves back into the game and gave Rangers a bit of a fright until Sakala scored. But um, that they certainly won't They won't be apprehensive about going to Petodri. They'll go up there and have a real go. Barry? Yeah, yeah. I think um, they'll not have any fear going to Petodri. As I said, they certainly the way that Aberdeen have started the season. And look, if Livingston go up there and get a win, they go above Aberdeen. So that that's the point I'm sure David Martindale will be making uh, before the game to his players. Listen, it's there for us. We'll make sure we get the three points and we go above Aberdeen. We'll hear from Ange Postacoglu in a moment or two and also from Joseph Juranovic who was speaking to the media today and he's also talking about that penalty kick that he took the Panenka uh, last week in Europe. But let's go back in the lines. Craig is on the line now. Craig, good evening. Evening, Paul, Barry, David. How you doing? Hi, Craig. Good, thank you. You, you well? Aye. No bad. Looking forward to the game tonight. I think uh, I'm hoping we get a bit of a bit of revenge on Hibs. Um, obviously, you know the cup's been and gone, so it'll nobody the same as that. But the fact we're getting the chance to play them again so quickly, I'm quite happy about because not only did they put us out, but there was a couple of players really rubbed their noses right in it. 
when they did do that, you know, guys like Ryan Portis had a subtle dig at the Stephen Gerrard comment and that, so, and then typically with their arrogance went and lost to Ross County, so in my opinion, I think we need to beat them tonight and not so much put them back in their place, that sounds harsh, but, you know, actually go and get one over on them and then they can no longer have that, um, you know, neither we're rubbing anybody's faces. Craig, you're sounding a wee bit like Craig Levine there. Remember, he used that one, natural order restored, and they hated that at Hibs, I remember. Oh, God, you can tell. Craig's riled well, up. If, it, yeah. if I'm a player in that dressing room tonight, that's the first thing I'll think about. Look what happened 11 days ago. Mm. Look how we felt. Look at their celebrations. Yeah, look, listen, they deserved it. There's no doubt about it. They got to the final, but listen, 11 days later, exactly what Craig says, there's a chance that you can go and put one over them. And um, I'm sure that'll be that'll be a pretty easy team talk for Gio tonight. Give us the insight. Will it bother the Rangers players that Ryan Porteous does the uh, they look happy? Will, will that bother them? Everybody's different. Would it bother you? Yes. Would it really? Yeah, would you well, be? I would up? use it as. But Stephen Gerrard's away. He's 300 miles away. Oh, listen, he no, left I would you. just know the feeling the the what the Hibs guys were doing after. Rightly really, so. You've got to go and celebrate with your fans. I've I've got no issue with it. But that's what I would feel hurt. You know what I mean? You would want to be doing it with your own fans. So you've got to go and put it right tonight and tr- go and try and get, or make sure you get the three points. Davey, would it bother you? Yeah, I mean, I, the the comment, you know, the Stephen Gerrard um, analogy with, with Ryan Portis, I, I don't think it'll come down to that. It'll probably come down to the challenge he had on Barisic at Easter Road uh, last season mm-hmm. and the one he had at Ibrox earlier this season. Was it on Hadji, I can't remember who it was. Aribo. Aribo. Mm-hmm. Um, he said two really bad challenges on Rangers players, so he won't be the most popular in the Rangers no, dressing room. Sure. So, as I said earlier on, that there'll, there'll be a lot of needle going into this one tonight. Greg, you can tell though there's a real bite for this tonight, yeah, Barry. You're, yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, I think yeah. it'll be a brilliant game tonight. Mm. I think you'll have the needle on it. Look, Hibs will want to go and show that it wasn't a, a fluke that they beat Rangers, and then Rangers will want to go and show Hibs... Um, that they had a bad day at the office and make sure they get the three points so I think it'll be a cracker tonight it's on Sky I think it's on your the big screen the 75 incher at, at the towers Barry <laughs> no was, that was Davy I meant yeah <laughs> Craig so what about Jake you'll make many changes any changes tonight what are you looking for any insight to be fair I think the, the headache we've got the, the changes you'd want to make ideally would be the back but we can't really make it. many changes at the back we're kind of limited so yeah. I expect It'll be a similar kind of feel uh, to the squad that was put out the other day. But I think uh, we have got to make sure that we do not afford Hibs that kind of space in behind us again like we did. Because I expect them to set up almost identically to the way they did in the semi-final. Because it worked. And no manager's going to change what was a winning formula for them. So that, that to me, is the, the key, I think. Um and in January, I don't know about the boys over us, but in January, personally, I'd want us to get shot at Conor Goldson. If he's not going to sign a contract, get rid of him and we call Nikola Katic to his own spell. Because I think, you know, clearly, to me anyway, it seems like Goldson's checked out a wee bit now. So that would be what I would do come then. But in terms of tonight, mm-hmm. just stay solid and go and punish them when we get the chances. Mm-hmm. Lander. On the way back, but not back yet. Conor Goldson was caught out again for that goal at the weekend, as you saw, Barry. Yep, yep he, he was. Listen, I, I think if you're asking, my honest opinion, Hollander is Rangers' best natural defender. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's, there's no doubt in my mind about that. He's been a, he's been a big miss. Listen, I think Bassi's come in and done really well mm-hmm. um, in that position. 
And Connor Golson's situation is one that's um, they need to sort and they need to sort it um, quick. I know Rangers had mentioned that they're, they're not panicking about it, but you want your players to be committed. Um, look, if Connor Golson wants to go um, and try his, his luck down in England, then that, that's that's his decision. But I'm sure Gio will want an answer to see whether he's want to be committed um, going forward for Rangers. But Rangers need to make sure that they're rock solid at the back because that's where Hibs are dangerous. Nisbet and Boyle can cause you all sorts of problems and one thing they've got is is genuine pace and that's where I think Rangers will be better tonight, the way that Gio set up. The two fullbacks are more um, are working more defensively so there's no as much um, gaps um, in behind them. Davey, how do they cope with that threat? Well, I mean, I was staggered at the goal that Golson lost at Livingston. You know, for an experienced player to to be caught under the ball when it's been played what fifty yards, mm. um, and he he's half the player he was last season. Uh, and you know, it, it, it looks like a player whose mind is is elsewhere, and I, I don't see Rangers pushing the boat out to to give him the. He's probably at a stage in his career where he wants or he needs one big last payday. I'm not sure Rangers will give him it. Because he's, I think, what is he, 29? As David just mentioned there, it is probably his last big contract, Davy. Mm. Um, and Rangers are, are are clear that they've got a set wage structure mm. that they're not going to break. Um, so listen, we just need to wait and see what happens over the next couple of weeks. But it's one of the things is you want players that are committed. Craig, were you happy at the AGM that one of the stands they're talking, they're looking for you know, a permanent... Um, statue or there is a statue isn't there but there's going to be a stand I think Barry named after Walter Smith yeah and sure yep. so there um, should be yeah. in my um, lifetime Walter Smith 100% mm. has been the, the best and most successful Rangers manager um, so I was I was glad to hear that Craig I definitely 100% you know he deserves it for me you know I grew up with Walter Smith as the manager throughout the you know the, the late 90s and in the 2000s when he came back and you know he is he's the gaffer you know he is the Rangers manager for me so so you're absolutely backing it we just lost you you're maybe on the way thanks Craig for that we would um, yeah he was going for Rangers tonight to win this one you can hear how he's really up for it Davey a bit of needle in the right way is good yeah yeah, yeah I mean as long as you don't go over emotional and that's that's the mm. problem for Ryan Portis in these occasions I think you know when they there's a bit of needle in the a bit of edge to the game. Ryan Portis, I think at times can lose it. Um, he, he's going to have to keep the head tonight. But the one thing that Hibs, they proved earlier on this season when they went to Ibrook, started really well, ended up getting Portis sent off, lose the game. He, he can't afford to to slip up tonight. Let's uh, hear from a Celtic player now, Juranovic, um, who the fans are getting to like him enjoy him he's not playing the position that they thought he was brought for left back but he's been playing well and here he is speaking about Hearts we are looking at some videos from Hearts uh, they play well 3-4-3 three, three. Uh, we want to play even better than uh, last game uh, we want to improve we want to grow like a team and uh, if we want to achieve our goals we want we, we must to play attacking football scoring goals and defending well well also hear him say, yeah Barry you picked up in something there with your yeah listen yeah. Uh, I would like to see him in the right back position mm. but for me good players can play anywhere and he's mm. shown um, going across to the left side that he's um, 
He's certainly a, a very good player. You don't play with Croatia if you're no if you're not a good player, Paul. Um and that penalty <laughs> against Leverkusen, yeah. he showed a bit of bottle there. That's for sure. I don't know if um, I'd be too keen in doing that. Um, when he actually when I watched it before, obviously I knew he'd scored it, but when I actually watched it, it looked to me if it was actually too high. <laughs> yeah. um, but listen, that's a that's a player that's full of confidence. Yeah. Joe, I think we've got some audio on that. I heard it earlier about the Paninka, and he mentions Joe Hart in it, so we will play that for you. Um, Hatati looks as though he's coming, uh, and Maeta coming from Japan in January. Um, so they could have a, a left back. So what does Celtic do then? Ralston um, uh, or Juranovic at right well, back? Anthony yeah. Ralston wouldn't thank me for saying it, but Juranovic for me has to play right back. And, you know, I watched him recently for Croatia against Russia. He was the best player on the pitch. And it was probably mm. because of the early crosses he was putting in on his right foot. And mm. I think, you're right, Barry, he could play left back, but I don't think he'd be the same player on the left because he's he's not going to have that dangerous early cross mm. off his left side that he's got on the right. And I think if Celtic could, could play him on the right, uh, he'd been an even better player I mean I think the Celtic fans are quite happy with what they're seeing from him but he'd been an even better player playing in the right well, what was it 2 million 2 million quid the cost yep 2 million I think Quite that's it. right yep it's good, a good buy, price isn't it yeah. yeah certainly for an international player obviously he's a he's a certain starter for, for Croatia um, it'd just be interesting to see how he is obviously we, he's been playing at left back Right back's his natural position. As David said, I've see, seen the highlights of the, the international game. Um, he played for Croatia and mm. he certainly looked apart. He's been speaking about the impact on coaching, the lack of time with the players. He's only been in, what, four, five months now. He's speaking about that. That length as such? It, it, it does in terms of on-field, um, absolutely. Uh, so you've got to find other ways uh, to coach. And, you know, you, with the video analysis feedback to players, um, individual analysis, individual feedback to players, um, which a lot of the coaching staff will handle on a day-to-day basis and obviously the team staff I handle. So, you know, we're trying to get our messages across because the reality is time on the turf is limited, has to be limited because recovery is the key thing. Recovery, the key thing. There's no time on the training pitch, Barry. It hasn't had a lot of time since he arrived in what June, July. No, and, and listen, every manager's going to be the be the same with the amount of games that are, are coming up this month. Um, ideally, they would love to be on the training pitch, but what as me and David were mentioning earlier on, as a footballer, you want to play three games a week. Um, that that's the ideal situation. But it's, listen, on the other hand, managers would like to spend a bit of time on the training ground and get through some things. Here is Juranovic speaking about uh, the Panenka. Waiting on the next next penalty, but like I said before, uh, I was talking with Joe Hart. Uh, from my next penalty, I will take Panenka and I keep my word. <laughs> Davy, it was a high risk strategy, but worked out with the former England goalkeeper. Just, just, just got away with it. The, the margins are very thin. It was like uh, Zidane in the World Cup final, wasn't it? You know that little dink. Yep. Um, Take a hell of a chance. I'm not sure you'd order the ball to try that. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, I know you did you, you took uh, we know you t- it was against Dundee, wasn't it? You took two penalties. That's Is that right. That's been a few times you have mentioned. I know, so we're not gonna bring it up again. I know, I know. I asked him once, Barry, what was it like being substituted? He says, Paul, I was never substituted. <laughs> Which was uh absolutely but I have true. missed two penalties in a game I, I know. that you've asked me about four no. or five times <laughs> I know. the last month. Dave, you should have taken the third. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you only took one. Um, here's Postacoglu speaking about hearts. Yeah, the game's an interesting one. Everyone game's got its challenges, and um, you know, from our perspective, it's about continuing our you know positive form over the last uh, you know ten games or so in the league, and um, particularly at home, we want to make sure that we uh, continue uh, the momentum we've built with our performances, and um, and uh, looking again for a positive result. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! Go, 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 go. Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Barry Ferguson, Davey Provin, Paul Cooney and loads of your calls coming in. We're looking forward to the games tonight that are not that far away. Match of the day. It's Hibs against Rangers. We've also got St Mirren against Ross County, Dundee against St Johnson's, bit of a derby there in Perthshire and Tayside, and Aberdeen against Livingston. Tomorrow night, Celtic against Hearts. Last night, not a good night for Scotland's women, beaten 8-0 by Spain, the world's number one team in Seville. But a good night for Motherwell, a one-goal victory uh, in the match against Dundee United. And uh, John, a Celtic fan, is on the line, looking forward, I think, to the, main, the match tomorrow night. John, good evening. Good evening, guys. How are we? Uh, good, John. Hello, John. How are you doing, John? Tony Watt scoring last night. Do you think you could do with him at the moment if uh, if anything happens to Kyogo? <laughs> you know, t- Tony Watt, he's, uh, he's ingrained into Celtic history from <laughs> one goal. And uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's come on leaps and bounds at Mallow and uh, it's good to see him doing well. So, John, what are you thinking for tomorrow night? Celtic, you know, there's a, there's a bit of... Um... Bit of zip at the, about the game tonight. Hibs against Rangers after that uh, last weekend result. What about Hearts tomorrow night? How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling quite confident. I'm feeling quite, uh, you know, good uh, in terms of you know how we're playing and how we're going about our business. I think, you know, if you look to the consistency of you know how we're attacking and how we're you know playing our football, um, you know, it is looking good. Uh, and I think we're, Celtic are always trying to find a way through teams that are. Um, causing us a bit of problem. Um, I just I've, I've got a kind of thinking regarding see the um, number of games this month. Yeah. How do you how how do you, I mean Barry will know this probably. Um, how do you cope with them? How do you cope with nine games in just over four weeks? Just playing a game and then it's about getting the right rest and and recovery. John, me, me and David spoke about it. The the sports science behind the the players and the, they've got masseurs at the club. They're 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 looked after so well nowadays. Um, I don't think players have any problems playing three games a week, nine games this month. I think if you ask any footballer, they would rather play than than, than train the game. So I don't think it will affect. Um, Celtic or Rangers because Rangers have got eight games. Celtic have got yep. nine. I'm sure if you ask Rangers, they would rather have nine. Mm-hmm. Because obviously Celtic have got the cup yeah. final. Um, so I don't think it'll, it'll play a part. Davey, in a month like this, so what was your routine like? So say you were playing tonight in the game. What happens tomorrow? What do the players do? Well, it would be a warm down. Um, a bit of stretching. Um, but very little. Um, save your energy for the build-up for the following game. I mean, I, I'm, I'm guessing now, I, I'm, I'm not privy to what the sports science is. What they do now... In terms of rehydrating players and getting them ready again, um, but for us, you know, the, the the day after a game, it was it was a, a warm down, a bit of stretching, uh, and then the next day it was it was 
trying to get revving up again for the for the next game. Then down to Archie's Bar. No, no, you were Archie's Waterloo Street. Yeah, <laughs> was that a Saturday yeah, we, night after? See, yeah. see if I was playing tonight and I've got a game on Saturday, we would normally get the next day off. They would they would mm-hmm. trust you because you would be tired yeah. anyway. A night game, I would never get to sleep to three four in the morning. Yeah. Your mm-hmm. adrenaline's yeah. still pumping yeah. through you. And then Friday, you do very little. You would go and do a. A light warm up, and then you would go through a bit of shape. Maximum on the training field forty minutes, um, and then back home, sleep, go again, and and Saturday, and, and play a game. Like in terms of players nowadays, they get urine samples if they if they need more hydration. They get they've got tablets, mm. hydration tablets. They've got they've got everything, even at your level mm. at League One. We we give them all that sort of stuff. So I can imagine what it's like at elite level um, at clubs like Celtic and Rangers. John. John's. Hey, hi guys. Yeah, yep. yeah. Does that give you some comfort to think, right? Okay, yeah. you can handle nine games. You know, it's, uh, I think uh, you know. Obviously, with with a schedule so busy, there's always a wonder. You know how how do you keep players fit, and how do you you know avoid injury, and how do you use your use your subs to full effect? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's obviously going to be in the back of um, every manager's mind this month, uh, given the number of fixtures, but. Um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to the game tomorrow. I think Celtic will continue their run and uh, we'll probably win. Are you going to the match tomorrow? I will be, yep. You'll be there. Here is hey, your manager. The recovery, yeah. the recovery yeah. will start right after the game. Like for Celtic, John's talking about Celtic. See, mm. tomorrow they'll finish the game, they'll come in, they'll be in their ice baths, they'll get their ice baths straight after the game, they'll get their recovery shake. Some might even get a massage straight after the game. So that's the recovery starts as soon as the game stops. Ice bath, baths. Do you not hate the ice bath? I'll be honest with you, I, I couldn't do it. You couldn't? <laughs> no. I was rather a bubble bath. <laughs> David, did you ever try the ice bath? No, yeah. thankfully that yeah. was uh, after my time, Paul. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the recovery did start straight after the game. I always remember, um, I'm, I'm dropping names here, I was, I was a substitute of the World Cup in 82 and yeah. after Scotland lost 4-1 at Brazil, um, the Brazilian dressing room was open after the game and they had three massage tables going and the mm. players who had just played were all getting massaged immediately after the game. That was that was them starting their, their build-up for yeah. the next one, if you like. And it starts from the full-time whistle, you're looking ahead to the next game. What did they know about it? About I know, what did, yeah. they, what did Zico know about it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> John, you're talking about um, you know the, the busy schedule. Your manager here is speaking about two of the players, Abada and Forrest. Let's listen to this. Yeah, it's like any other position. Um you know, we have we want to have players who are able to to compete for positions and and perform at a certain level. And you know, with the amount of games we have, it's especially in that front area, it's important we keep our players fresh and we keep our players, um, you know, in the right frame of mind. And you know, with James, as I said, he's, he's missed a lot of football, and there's no chance he's going to be playing every game uh, when you've had such an interrupted start to a season. Um, we've got to make sure that he's he's available every game, and to do that, we've We've got to make sure that you know, we we understand where his body's at and where he's at. And um, you know, he recovered well after his first game and it was good to get him some minutes again on the weekend and he felt good about that. Having Liel there and, and Mikey Johnson in those wide areas um, is going to be important for us. Mikey Johnson, Liel Abata, but there's only one James Forrest. David. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ange Postacoglu is saying that because he was out for such a length of time, they've got to be careful with him. Uh, they'll have to get him up to speed gradually. When he is up to speed, He'll play every week. Uh, I, I think Ange Postacoglu is in a situation at the moment where he has to play his best players. I don't think he's in a position to rotate because he doesn't have similar quality to come in, to bring into the team. 
and the likes of uh, Kyogo and Carter Vickers, the, the standout players in the team, the better players, will play every week right now. Barry, he's got to play his best players. Yep, um, barring injury. Um, sure. Obviously, a bit different for James Forrest in terms of he's been out for a, a lengthy time, so you've got to watch what you're doing. Um, but for guys who have done the full pre-season and, and been available all season, that, that's a different matter. It's just guys coming back for long-term injuries. You've got to be a bit more careful with these guys. But I think if, if your strongest players are available, you always try and play them. What about the goalkeeper? Uh, Joe Hart, John, how do you feel? He's a great... Uh, Stop, shot stopper I don't find that very easy to say shot stopper uh, what do you feel about Hart? Uh, Hart's a fantastic goalkeeper um, you know he keeps us in games um, that, you know and I, I think I think you know Hart's a, Hart's a goalkeeper that's well akin to Ange Pops type of football you know he gets the ball and he grabs it and he throws it uh, immediately uh, you know obviously you're looking at um, goalkeepers in January they can probably do the same uh, and just you know kind of buy into the fact that you will be you will be busy you know there'll, there'll be times you'll be saving quite often um, how how important is he how important is he to a Celtic team do you think? Davy, how important is the keeper? Well certainly it's all about distribution now, and I do agree that his, his distribution is, is terrific um, you know we get Celtic got a terrific throw gets Celtic on the front foot um, when the possession uh, turns over um, great shot stopper as, as you said I, I do think there is a mistake in him now and again um, but maybe in, in our premiership it's it's not as obvious um, because he's not under as much pressure um, but I just hope and, and this has been the problem with for me with Joe Hart over the years is that now and again on a big occasion that's when he makes a mistake uh, and I hope you know I, I hope he doesn't have one and the big game's coming up and there is none bigger than the old firm game ahead of us. January the 2nd, hope you'll both be with us that day. Barry, but you've played with him and you said right away, because Joe Hart had gone out the, the scene, he was talked about the year before, it didn't happen. You said, no, I think he'll do a job for Celtic. Yeah, look, I'm going back 10 years ago when, when mm. Man City loaned him out and um, the thing that stuck out for me with Joe Hart was he was first in every mm. single morning. Um, he trained... Um, so hard he, he was a brilliant trainer um, and he was brilliant for us that season then obviously went back to Man City and became their number one um, and what surprised me at Man City was because I think Joe was always good with the ball at his feet Pep Guardiola changed him because of that mm. Mm. Um, and that was one of his strengths when when we played when sorry I played with him at, at Birmingham but I thought he was he was going to be a real good signing Um for Celtic, there's there's no doubt. Listen, he's had a tough couple of years. Mm. Hadn't played much football. Um, look, he's come up with some important saves for Celtic. And the good thing about Joe is he's a big, big character. Joe, mm. he'll see his piece. He's, he's loud on the on the on the pitch in terms of he's a good communicator and he's a big presence as well. Joe, John, who is going to win the title? Four points in it tonight before the games. Who's going to be the winner? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Celtic, of course. I mean, I, I can't, I can't argue otherwise. Uh, but you know, I think, uh, I think it'll be close. You know, I think it'll be, I think it'll be kind of nail-bitingly close. Um, December's going to tell a lot for both teams, um, and I also think that uh, Hearts have got something to prove as well. I think Hearts could probably, um, you know, kind of lift themselves a little bit uh, if they get a few good results on the board. Um, 
you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a close one, definitely, but I think Celtic will win it. You think they can win it. So what's your score line for Celtic Hearts tomorrow? I'm going with a two 0 and I think Celtic will keep a clean sheet. And are you worried up front? I know I started talking about Tony Watt and I was kind of half joking, but Davy made the point earlier, if anything happens to Kyogo, who's the striker for Celtic? That's a that's a fantastic question and I think that's where January um, becomes also important. Uh, you know, if you put Giamakis in there, he's not like for like with Kyogo, but um, do you think Celtic will sign a like for like in January for Kyogo? Davy? I think they have to sign a striker. Yeah, I do. I, I really do. Because if, if Kyogo was to get injured, I, I think I think Celtic's title hopes would, would go with it. Um, they, they need they need backup. A Yeti um, just it doesn't do it consistently enough for Celtic. Giacomakis, jury's still out. Um, yeah, they, they need a backup for Kyogo, both for when he goes on international duty um, we, we saw him coming back injured earlier on this season. Celtic struggled in, in, in his absence. Uh, the, the money's there. Celtic have to go and get a proper striker in January. Barry, no question. They need an, another yeah, striker. They're not the same yep. team. Um, even if he's not scoring goals, um, Celtic ain't the same team. It's, he's set up to play the, the sort of system Postacoglu plays, um, Kyogo. He's all energy, um, real good movement. And I don't think Celtic are the, the same team when, when Kyogo doesn't play. No surprise here, Boyle and Nisbet are in for Hibs. We're going to give you the team lineups next. John, thanks a lot for calling Go. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Cheers. John. So the Hibs lineup, still waiting for the Rangers lineup. Barry, could you get on the line there to GVB? Um, it's the same lineup. So Hibs um, played Rangers in the semi final. Yeah. And yeah. you expected that. You said that earlier in the programme. Macy, McGinn, Hanlon, the captain, Porteous, Cadden, Doig, Newell, Doyle Hayes, Josh Campbell, who's got a new. Uh, contract, a four-year deal. Uh, Boyle and Nisbet on the bench, the goalkeeper Dabrowski. Gorgic, of course, one of the heroes of Hibs in 2016. Stevenson, Allen, Scott Allen, who came on and played well at the weekend. Murphy, Scott and Wright were just waiting for uh, the Rangers team. So, yeah, strong Hibs lineup. You're not surprised. Yeah, yeah. listen, the, the, the two up top are the, the, main, the main threat for Rangers, Nisbet and, and Boyle. But I like Newell in the middle of the pitch I think he brings a real calmness yeah. to Hibs good left peg yep. um, can play the game but look Hibs are obviously um, putting out the same team at defeated Rangers so it'll be interesting to see what sort of team Gio puts out will he put out the same team no it's not going to be the same team as played is it against uh, against Hibs uh, we'll find we'll, out we'll just yeah. need to wait sure. to find out he left a few players out he left Devo obviously mm -hmm. he was the biggest um, one that he left out against um, Livingston. Interesting to see if Devil comes back in. You would always start with him there. What about uh, Jermaine Defoe? I know he made a fleeting appearance at the weekend, but I see he's not in the coaching staff now. Yep, and it was interesting to see that uh, see that Gio said that he's a player mm -hmm. and he's yeah. going to play a part. Uh, there's no doubt his experience will help. Look, I don't think he'll start any games, but listen, to bring a, a player he has quality on with maybe 10 or 15 minutes to go, is um, is a great thing for Rangers. Ferguson is in the team sheet here at Go Radio. He's also obviously in the team sheet uh, for Aberdeen. Aberdeen up against Livy are Lewis, McCrory, Watkins, Brown, Scott Brown, the captain, Ramirez, Hedges, Jet is in from the start, Ojo, Hayes, Ferguson, and Bates on the bench. Woods, McGinn, McLennan, Jenks, Gurr, Samuels, 
and Campbell. So a few changes from the team that lost at Celtic at the weekend. And for Livingston, Stracek in goals, Devlin the captain, Fitzwater, Obelai, Parks, Holt, Omeonga, Longridge, Bailey, Forrest and Anderson on the bench, Mealy, McMillan, Penrice, Sibold, Shinney, Hamilton and Panayato. So that's the lineup there, Aberdeen against Livy. The build-up continues after this. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! No sign of the Rangers team yet. We've got the Hibs team in off in Barry. What does that tell us? We don't know for sure, but we've got the Hibs lineup, but no team lines yet from the champions. Yeah, that's there's a possibility of it's uh, the team lines are, are this late that there could have been a, an injury during the, the warm up. Um, we just need to wait and see. Normally, the team lines have got to be in for a certain time, and you've just got them in, so. You? Yep, they yep. are just coming in. In fact, here they are, right on cue. Absolutely killed me now. Well done. No, here's the Rangers lineup: McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Bassey, and Barisic, Kamara, Davis, Aribo, Hadji, Kent, and Morelos. It's almost like business as usual at the moment. Would you say? Yeah, that's the so McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Bassey, and Barisic, Kamara, Davis, Aribo, Hadji, Kent. And Morelos. Yeah, yep. so obviously there's been no injuries yeah, during... That is one change, Davis for Arfield yep, from David, Sunday. Yep, that's the only change. Yeah. Davis for Arfield, which, which you're bringing him in. Um, I think Kamara and Davis will sit in the middle of the pitch and Aribo um, will play where Arfield um, obviously played in, in Sunday. And I thought Arfield was really good. Mm. Great goal he scored. Um, great run, that's what Arfield's... Um, really good at making late runs for the, the middle of the pitch so that's only change um, strong lineup from Rangers Davy, Rangers lineup. yeah well I mean if the fact he's only made one change means he's, he's pretty happy he's got a, such a big pool of midfield players he can afford to rotate them I agree with Barry I think Arfield I don't know whether he wants to play every game but I thought he was a standout on, on Sunday um, I, I don't think he ever lets Rangers down whether he comes on as a sub whether he starts Um not convinced he's going to get a new contract, but he's done a great job for them since he's come in. Barry, he's worth a new contract. He's got that. Yeah, I like Scotty yeah. Arfield. I've always liked him. Um, even when his younger days at Falkirk, you could see there was a, a, a real player in there, went down and um, done really well in England. Mm-hmm. Huddersfield at first and then um, Burnley. Uh, then I think Rangers have got a real top player there. And even at his age, I think he's 33, 34, he still looks fit. Mm-hmm. Scott mm-hmm. Arfield, he still can make the line runs and he's always good for a goal Scott Arfield as well he's another one that Scotland missed out on mm-hmm. yep. he's a, he's, I think it's Canada. Canada I don't know how many caps he's got for Canada I mean why is he not playing for Scotland I know we've got loads of midfield players but you know why Scott Arfield how, how did we overlook him he gives 100% every yeah, single time doesn't pro. he a bit like Stephen Davis in yeah. the sense of if you're a young player coming into that dressing room you'd You'd obviously look at Stephen Davis, but you'd also look at Scott Arfield as so an example. Would you give him a, another two years, maybe? <sighs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I, the, looking at uh, Ross Wilson's, and I, I looked at his quotes mm. very closely this morning. I think Rangers are going to run a really tight ship in terms of contracts. I don't think there's going to be any sentimental stuff giving players contracts at an age where Rangers think they're, they're maybe starting to get past their best. Because it has been a massive wage bill, hasn't it, in the last two years? Yeah. They backed yep. Stephen Gerrard big time. But I, I still think Scott Arfield's got a lot to give. Yeah. Looking, going on his performances, 
that he's he's had for Rangers um, this season. He had a few injury problems, um, but I still think he can bring a lot to the Rangers team. Um, starting the game or even coming off the bench, um, he's just got real good experience and he's a real good player, Scott Arfield. So your old colleague, GVB, if he was listening, he's at Easter Road, you'd give him another contract, Scott Arfield. Yeah, Rangers even fans, at his age. Listen, yeah. I don't think he would look for long term. Scott mm. Arfield, I think. Two years? Even a, a year's contract and just see how you go for a, a year. But I, I think with his performance he's put in for Rangers, since he's come up, he's been a brilliant signing for Rangers, Scott Arfield. He's on the bench tonight, so McLaughlin and goals. Patterson, of course, is there on the bench again. Lundstrom, the big signing in the summer. Arfield, as we mentioned. Scott Wright, Fashion Sakala, who scored at the weekend, and Kemar Roof. So, strong bench, but not so much at the back, is there? I mean, obviously Patterson, but uh, no um, Balligan. And Hollander. Yeah, that's back soon, but not yet. Yeah, yep. he's. I think he's on the training field um, yep. now, doing stuff with the, the physio. Um, as I said, Hollander for me is Rangers' best out and out defender. Um, he knows how to, to play the game. They're just hoping that there's no injuries. That's the only two centre backs they've got at this moment in time: Connor Golston and and um, Bassey. I'm just looking there. I don't see any Ryan Jack as well. So, yeah. Uh, so not a worry. Yeah, I mean, I was delighted to see him back. Yeah. I, I think he's, again, he's another big player for Rangers. Um, I wonder what's... Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, hopefully, he's not got an injury issue or whatever because I was delighted to see him back in a Rangers sure. jersey. And he was missing at the weekend, so fingers crossed yeah. that he's back soon. Uh, St Mirren up against Ross County, so St Mirren, Anik, uh, the captain... Tonight, because of course, Shaughnessy was uh, he was sent off, wasn't he? Second yellow the other day. Tate, Fraser, Dunn, McAllister, Power, Ronan, Tanzer, McGrath, Dennis, and Brophy. So they are up against Ross County, and Ross County's team is Maynard Brewer, Randall, Vulcans, Cancola, Baldwin, Payton, Harry Payton, Spittle, Callahan, Samuel, Yakaviti, and Hungbo. Who do you fancy in this one, Davy? Ross County. I think yeah. Big Malky's turned the corner. He had a horrendous start. Uh, the, the fixture list was couldn't have been more harsh to him. Um, had took so many kicks in the teeth with bad luck. And I think his luck has, has turned. He's getting a couple of last-minute goals now, a couple of penalties. And he's got them playing again. I think I think Ross County will shade that. At the bottom of the table, they only got yeah, 10 points. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I think they're, they're a different side now. Look a different side. Yeah, four points last two games um, I think St Mern Ross County draw go for a draw is yes. it a score draw score draw one each score draw there some more team news coming in shortly Dundee St Johnson we're still waiting for um, there's a great card in England tonight uh, where do we start there Stevie? let's start with Stephen Gerrard then Aston Villa manager up against Man City and so much in, in that game tonight isn't there Davey with uh, yeah. Grealish you, you you choose whichever. Well, I'll tell you what, if Gerard gets a result tonight, what a start that would be. I think he would bite the hand off. If you offered him a point right now, he would bite your hand off. Uh, but listen, he's, he's he's managed to get the bounce that he would be looking for, six points out of six. Got Villa back up to mid-table. Um, probably won't be budgeting for anything tonight. Anything that he gets tonight would be a bonus, but he's made a terrific start. Barry, it's a great game tonight. Villa yeah, well, listen, yep. two games, two wins. You can't ask for anything better than that um, going to a new club uh, I've seen Man City I've got a number of injuries um, I've seen um, oh, his, his name's just went for me 
I miss Guardiola. I, 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 I see him speak yeah. about he's sure. only down yeah. to 15 or 16 players, but the 15 or 16 <laughs> players he's got yeah. are um, a bit special. Yeah, yeah. Are top, top players. I, I can't yeah. see, look, I can't see Aston Villa getting anything. I, I think mm-hmm. it'll be a tight game, but Man City will just, um, I'll just win by an odd goal. They'll shed it. Although, yep. what about John McGinn at the weekend and that goal? I keep saying it. I don't know how many times I need to see it. John McGinn just keeps getting better and better. Thought it was a brilliant finish. I actually see the pace the boy plays it mm. to John McGinn. It's a fair pace, mm. yeah. but he controls it. Cushions it almost, doesn't yeah, it? It's a beautiful finish and he earned him the, the, the three points. But John McGinn, don't be surprised if the top, top, the, the top four sorry, are looking at John McGinn. A Liverpool maybe or whatever? Don't be surprised. Mm. Look at the performances he's putting mm. in. He's, he's one of the top performers down in the Premier League at this moment in time. Davy, who's going to win, Villa or City? I think City. Yeah, City for me, just. Okay, yeah. Uh, Everton against Liverpool. So we talked about it earlier on, but I don't think either of you see a shock there. Well, Liverpool for yep. me. Liverpool. Davy? Yeah, Liverpool all day long. Southampton against Leicester. Leicester for me, good counter-attacking side. Probably mm. a better side away from home. Leicester for me. Barry? Yeah, I'll go with Leicester. Going for West. Um, Ranieri's back. It's Watford against Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea. Got to be, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They're a, they're a machine here, team. Mm-hmm. Chelsea. Davy? Yeah, I can't argue with that. Chelsea. West Ham, Brighton. Davy oh. Moyes? Hope my big buddy does it again. West Ham for me. He's a teammate of yours, wasn't he? At Celtic? Yeah, Davy yeah. was only 17, I think, when he, he made his debut. Um, but um, was always interested in the coaching from a really early age. And, you know, after the, the, the way he was treated by Man U, then he, he lost his way a bit. It looked as if he was washed up almost in terms of, you know, being a manager again. Great to see him doing well again. What a good team he's got at West Ham. Mm. Joy watching them play. Um, West Ham will, will beat Brighton tonight. And Wolves uh, against Burnley. Burnley desperate for the first win, but that's going to be tough at Molyneux, Barry. Yeah, we're talking about Sean Dyche. What about that with him? Yeah. So the snow... When rain, he comes out with uh, just the, the shirt. The, the job that he's done yeah. at Burnley has been um, brilliant. Keeps him up the vast majority of the time. Um, it's a tough play. Wolves are a decent team this year, but I think that will be a draw. I'll go a draw on that one. Davy, I think Wolves. You know, with Jimenez looks as if he's getting back up to speed. The boy Traore is just fantastic. I love watching him. I think Wolves will love too much. Back to our own leagues. We're still waiting for Dundee St Johnson. So, but who's going to win that uh, Tayside derby? Barry, who do you reckon? Uh, well, great result for Dundee at the weekend. St Johnson get beat. I'm going to go. I think St Johnson will come back. St Johnson will beat Dundee. Going for St Dens Park. And they kind of need the points, don't mm-hmm. they, to be top six again? Davy, what do you reckon? So I think that's a Desmond for me. Two two. Yeah, a yep. two two on that one. And Aberdeen, Livy, you're both going for Livingston. Livingston. Wow. Yep. I think Livy, yeah. yeah. I think Stephen Glass will be under pressure tonight. And uh, St Mirren, Ross County, you gave us your predictions uh, on that one. So, what about Hibs Rangers tonight, Barry? You like the look of, uh, well, both teams, very, very strong. Rangers are going to go for it, or how are they going to play? Yeah, listen, Hibs are going to go for it. Obviously, they're the, they're the home team. Rangers have got to go and make sure they, they, they put the pressure on Celtic by going seven points clear. It's going to be a tight one, but I'm going to take Rangers two goals to one. 2-1 Scorers Is that uh, extra? <laughs> Morelos And for Ryan Kent Joe Morelos And Ryan Kent Davey I, I, I think Hibs will get a draw tonight uh, I think Hibs will have taken enough From the performance at Hamden uh, 10 days ago To 
I, I, don't, I don't think there'll be any trepidation about Hibs tonight and I, I think they've got the players up front to give Rangers problems I think Hibs will get a draw and tomorrow night Davey Celtic against Hearts really tough one because you know Hearts will come to play they've got good forward players Boyce Woodburn Mackay Mackay Stephen um, and Celtic I think will have to play better than they did against Aberdeen um, they, sure they got the points but it wasn't a good performance if Celtic play at all they'll win the game but they'll have to play the European exertions had taken something out of them hadn't it yeah, yeah, possibly, but, but you know, the, at this stage of the season, you should be right up to speed. Um, I think Celtic will, will win tomorrow night, but uh, they'll have to be at their best. Barry, is the gap going to widen this uh, midweek? No, and, and, I, I, I think it will be the same result as they had against Aberdeen. Two-one Celtic. Two-one Celtic. It's going to go all the way. You reckon will be one hundred percent? It's going to go right down to the wire. Yeah. I think Craig Moore's been on here. I'm just trying to see what he's saying. Um, I'm not, did you get a message there from Craig Moore? Craig was on last night and no doubt he'll be back with us soon. Um, yeah, we'll find out what uh, the legend was saying. <laughs> tomorrow night, Marvin Bartley's going to be with us. Leanne Crichton joining us on the show. And we're back tomorrow night at five. Enjoy the matches tonight. Get home, get the big telly on. And uh, joke all day with some brilliant music here and go on the background. Thanks, Davey. Cheers, Barry. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the taxi centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.